Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, it goes without saying, there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, did you see the story Hamas is confiscating car keys from civilians I to did. keep them from leaving Gaza? You know, just when you think it can't get any more awful and dirty, it does. Or it's another form of the madness. It, okay. I mean... You take the car key so they can't leave. By the way, did you see legacy media outlets reporting that part of the story? Did not. Just curious. David? No, I've noticed a uh, a pretty marked shift over the weekend yep. where it, it, it is more about, you know, the plight of Palestinians yes, and, yes, and all yes. of this. And, I mean, when you see, uh, you know, women and children killed because of rocket attacks and all of that, it's heartbreaking no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. But also, uh, you know, for all the people who wanted to provide context to explain the the deaths of innocent civilians in a terrorist attack uh, a week and a half ago or, or so, uh, suddenly they don't want the context anymore. Like, you do realize Hamas is keeping people there in order to share those images with the world. Yep. Yes. And the thing is, all I can go back to in my own mind is, okay, they want to get back on point, the left, and make it as simple as possible. It's oppressors and oppressed. Okay? And Israel is oppressing again. That's sort of the overarching theme that we're getting to yeah. from media more and more every single day. That's the crux of their party. Absolutely. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, the left didn't look at Israel like this in 1966. No. This was over time, okay, more and more through the years. And, I mean, that's a deep dive for another day, but, yeah, we'll get into some of the coverage of this. And then you had our president with a big 60 Minutes interview last night. Uh-huh. Boy, howdy. You're rolling your eyes, Scott. Well, I mean, Scott Pelley did the interview, and he's finishing sentences for him. Dude, yeah, he, Scott Pelley was interviewing himself. For yeah. part of this, no, David. That's a great point, David. Because so that's true. We'll, yeah, we'll set the table like this, though. Um, okay, here's how Scott Pelly set up the segment. You know how they do the first little monologue and then they launch into the segment. Yes, this is very serious journalist Scott Pelly explaining to America what they're about to see. Okay, I'll admit it. I haven't heard this yet. I wanted to just react on the show. Okay, go ahead. Rarely does a president confront so much peril. The catastrophe in Israel, the war in Ukraine, and no help from a paralyzed Congress. Late Thursday, we met President Biden at the White House. It had been a rough week, and we could see it on him. Mr. Biden will be 81 next month, and he has said that when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. But he wedged us into his schedule. Whoa, hold so, on a second. Is oh that my. a thing? First I've heard Lifelong? Of it. That guy was in politics decades and no one knew it. No. Until he goes out on the campaign trail 
and can't get through a sentence. Yeah, now now it's and it was wrong words. He didn't know what town he was in, and then well, it's a stutter. Yeah, a stutter. Wait a second. He thought he was in Vermont or something. He's in Maryland. What are you talking about? Stutter. Holy mackerel. You talk about cover. Uh, right, when exactly. he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Mm-hmm. When he's tired. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? That someone that gets over stuttering and then later in life they get tired? And all I, of a sudden it pops back up? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just well, saying I've never heard of it before. Well, and it's again, it's not a stutter. I mean, this is this is totally working the refs ahead of the segment. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, look, the whole thing was heavily edited to try to get Biden to not seem senile. <laughs> yes. But even the production wizards at CBS couldn't do all the heavy lifting. And this is why Scott Pelley resorted to essentially interviewing himself or answering for the president. He did. Talking yeah. about, like, for example, uh, this is when he asked Joe about trying to evacuate civilians out of Gaza. Okay. We're also talking with the Egyptians, uh, whether there's an outlet to get these children and, and women out uh, um, into out of the, that area at this moment. But it's, it's hard. You would like to see a humanitarian oh, time corridor. Out. I'm, so, I'm sorry, left. man. Okay. Good guy. I'm just asking the question. So he starts, obviously, as he just said, this, he's got this stutter, and it comes back yeah. when he's tired, when he's old, right? Okay. Is this stutter something where you can't remember the area you're talking about? Because that's what just happened there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what just happened there. That's not a stutter. That's him being senile. Correct. Into... Out of the oh, it's missing it anyway at this moment, but it's it's hard. You would like to see a humanitarian corridor that allows some of the two million Gazans out of the area. Yes, let me. You would like. Let me lead the let me, let me tell you what he just said. Okay, right in presidential speak because I'm Scott Pelley. Here's what he means. Yeah, I'm a spokesperson oh for the White House, and it was so obvious he was doing this all night. He was doing it all night. <laughs> You gotta laugh, God. or at least I do. I mean, that's how I deal with a whole lot of things that are tense or sad or whatever. My goodness, that's crazy. When all you do is eat ice cream and wave at people who don't exist, this is what you get at the end of the day. Oh my goodness, golly! And I mean, there's no clip of it, but you probably saw also over the weekend, Doctor Jill had to help him off stage again because he didn't know where he was going. Yeah, he always turns the wrong way. And then he's like, where where are we going? You can read his lips. Okay, anyway, go ahead. You would like to see humanitarian supplies brought into Gaza? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's not an an interview. That's interview prep. Right. That's Scott Pelley saying, okay, listen, I'm about to interview you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here is what you believe, Mr. President. Wow, man. Um. You know, that's one thing when you're talking about, too, just another point, this whole thing. You're talking about Israel so bad they won't let people in. The Palestinians. Does anyone talk about, you know what, Egypt doesn't want them either. Yeah, well, and also some of the people who perpetrated the terror attack, uh, what is that, nine days ago or so, um, had been given work permits to live in Israel. Yes, So Israel did let them in, and look what happened. Right. And is anyone from the left putting pressure on Egypt to let in the refugees? Uh, No, not really. No. 
Well, that'd be the one time Mayorkas is right, you know? Um, the border the border is secure. Right. With Egypt. That, that's about it, though, Mayorkas. You know, it's 60 Minutes, good thing they lost their credibility, you know, decades ago, because this is... I'm watching this last night, David. I have the same conclusion. I'm Scott Pelley. I'll be interviewing myself with the president sitting in a right. chair coming up. It's, I'll it's, tell you what he means and yeah. what he's really thinking and what uh, he'd like to see. He yeah. can't say it. It's, it's Yeah, now, now Biden is president yes and no. Right, I mean, exactly. that's really it. Yeah. Okay. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Okay. All right, last thing on this, at least for now. So basically, Pelley in 60 Minutes admitted to the world, this guy's too old to be president. This guy doesn't have it. Well, he was asked He's, that by Pelly, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you're basically saying it. He's so tired that the stutter he overcame comes back. You're out of gas, dude. Wow. And, of course, you know, throughout the show, we'll get into what we saw over the weekend, what we saw within the last week, college universities. Ugh. I mean, disgusting. Yeah. I mean, you're siding with terrorists. There's no other way to say it. Saying it's justified, yep. what Hamas did in Israel. Yep. And, of course, well, some universities are still protesting other things, like Clemson. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> students at Clemson University protested because the university, get this, removed tampons from the men's restrooms. Oh, no! This comes after college Republicans made fun of the fact that tampons were in the men's room and someone vandalized the tampon dispensers in the men's room, and the college just took the tampons out of the men's room. And it's funny, I, I heard from a, uh, a female listener a while back when we were talking about a different story where they're stocking tampons in men's restrooms at different places. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I can't remember the last time I walked into a building in the women's restroom and a tampon dispenser was fully stocked. That's actually a good call. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. If nothing else, it's like women are just going to start going into the men's room just to get a tampon if they need one. Right. Um, anyway. And you'll put the, the condoms in the women's restroom. Well, when was the last time you saw a condom machine in a restroom? It's actually on the road last week. Well, yeah, if you're in one of those dirty, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> choking pukes along the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm saying hello, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I saw your kind of machine in the restroom. Yes. There's like there's like 16 different varieties and colors and glow in the dark and all that. <laughs> there may have been an option for ribbed. Oh. Yes, indeed. Well, you know what you know what's ribbed. You know what ribs for, don't you? Her pleasure. Her pleasure of Always. Course. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> That's years of bad branding. It's in brain. It's in bolded in my brain now. Oh yeah. So Good stuff. So at Clemson, there was a uh, protest, you know, by the, it's, what, what are they calling it? Reclaim Pride or Retake Pride or something like that. Yes. Uh, again, the protesters, very upset. They say it's crucial to put tampons in men's restrooms. Okay. Students are still not safe on campus. They still experience harassment, hate, all of those things. If anything, the university needs to step up. The university has been pretty silent. They haven't released any statements regarding transphobia or homophobia seen on campus. And we would love for them to uh, make a statement to really give their support to their queer students. Okay, enough. Yeah, enough. There's no tampons in the dude's restroom. It's always been ridiculous. Just stop it. It's You're also, not safe. Students are still not safe on campus. That's Do you one, see what's going on in the world? It's, that, that word gets tossed out there every time, though. 
You're safety. not safe. For the safety. Shut of, up. Yeah, I know. Read the room, you dope. I also, also kind of step back and realize, or I, I hope that they could realize that there nobody nobody hates you. It's not like they're no. not they're not they're laughing at you. That's Correct. it. They're mocking you because you're ridiculous. Absolutely. That that's yes. what it is. Think of it as a form of love. They right. love you enough to tell you how ridiculous you are, because the people that just side along with you and prop you up secretly hate. You. They're using you. And they laugh at you behind your back. Okay, much to get to. Did you see what happened in Chicago over the weekend? Yeah. I know you could say that about every Monday, but this was wild, man. We'll get to that much more coming up. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to Netsuite by Oracle. Netsuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. Twenty-five. Netsuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Probably saw footage, different American cities. Disgusting protests. Pro-Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Pro-Hamas. Really? Where they're just saying, yes, applaud what they did. Unbelievable. And so when I see the story out of Chicago, I'm like, oh, it must have been some sort of protest here. No, it was one of those teen mobs again ah, in Chicago. Uh, this one, what they like to do, it is a bunch of people, and you got a whole lot of traffic. This is a Friday night in Chicago. And they just start pounding on cars. And there was one in particular. It was a white Tesla. And I'm not quite sure why they went after this car in particular. Well, it's a supremacist car. Is really? I, I thought if you were going to stereotype it, that would be a rich liberal, correct? 
Yeah. Not everybody. I'm just talking about yeah. if you were to stereotype. It's a white it. car, though. So I don't know. Oh, because of any right, just yeah. right. A white car, right? right. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and this dude that's driving the car, he doesn't know what to do. They start pounding on the car. I mean, you can't make much of it out from the audio, but I mean, you, all these people make a noise, and then they come up, and this guy's trying to like back up a little bit to get away from these people, and then they get in front of him, and they just start pounding his car. Jeez. Just open. And then you don't know, it's like, what's this person going to do? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he takes off, and, and all of a sudden, he like slams into another car trying to get away from these people. You, yeah. you would assume he's fearing for his life. Sure. What else are you supposed to do you? in that situation? Yeah. Yes. Well, what, what, what's but here's the... the craziest part of the story to me as I'm watching the different video. There's cops around. They're just watching it. Well... I don't understand. Hey, stop now. Anything. Yeah. She's like, well, it's a teen mob. That's just part of what we deal with here. Yeah, that, that's just part of it, you know. I don't understand it. Help me, David. I, Somehow. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out what's the point of having an electric car if you can't electrocute people who are banging on your, <laughs> you on know, your hood. That is a great... <laughs> Push a button in the car, saying, transfers you know, all that electricity to the hood, boom. Elon Musk, if you're listening, I do actually have several great ideas like that. Just hit me up, okay? <laughs> and, Mark oh, Lee, man. Van Camp, and Robbins on Facebook. Leave a message, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are tragic road rage stories all the time. There's one that just happened in Portland. And you wonder if this person in that white Tesla had a gun. And then you got people pounding on his window, looking like they're coming at him. I mean, I don't want to see anybody dead. Don't get the wrong idea. Mm -hmm. But if he would have been scared enough to then shoot somebody. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Would you understand? He'd go to prison. Well, what do they want? Why are they pounding well, on the car? Why are current, they trying to get in? In yeah. our current judicial system, I, I would be afraid that he would go to jail. I think that's well you said. Know, that's, that's what I would be afraid of. Yeah, you know if they just if they just brought back midnight basketball, these kids would <laughs> true. Yeah, they'd be in the gym. Here right? we go. Yeah. If you're new to the show, <laughs> at least once a week, if not three times, Robbins will bring up midnight basketball. I was going to solve it all, right? To solve yeah many problems in major American cities. Open up the gyms, let the kids play some ball rather than beat on cars and steal them and stuff. You know, yeah, that'll take care of it. It's it's a crazy time. There's no doubt about it, what you're seeing in our cities around the world. Another story we'll get to in a bit. Uh, Jewish homes in Berlin, they're putting the Star David on the homes. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, it's a targeting um, uh, strategy. That's Nazi stuff, man. Yeah, it Golly, is. man. I mean, it's stuff you never thought you would see in your lifetime because of the atrocities of the past. And then there it is. Wow. Um, on a lighter note, this is odd to me. Did you hear Netflix is going to be opening actual stores? I did see that, yeah. What do you think of that? I don't know. What I mean, I guess are they going to sell like hard copies of the movie? Uh, not so much. I know, it's, like, it's like fashion and that kind of stuff too, right? Dining, live entertainment related to Netflix shows and movies. Yeah, a bunch of show tunes too. 
not clear what kind of merch yeah. they'll sell. Yeah, I, well, I would imagine promoting their shows, their big shows, yeah. It'll be called Netflix House. Interesting idea. Well, and of course, people are saying, man, they put Blockbuster out of business. Yeah. All these stores, and now they're opening stores. <laughs> Blockbuster right. is over there like, dang it, if only we'd done show tickets. <laughs> right. And served dinner. Yeah. Started our own uh, series. Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay, other stuff we got to get to. Um, Joe Biden, really, in that 60 Minutes interview, mentioned that gay people are being thrown out of restaurants again? Yeah. No, it was at a different event, but yeah, he did say that yeah, gay people it. are being thrown out of buildings. Sure did. Any receipts on this ever? <laughs> of course not. And we'll get to What's Your Story all ahead right here. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. Mentioned the story of the Star of David graffitied on Jewish homes in Berlin. It's mm-hmm. Terrifying. There were people quoted in the story. This lady um, said she's been scared to go outside her house. I don't blame her. Of course, as they say in the story, the incidents amount to a crime under German law. Seemed to be an imitation of the persecution of Jews during the 1930s. During the Holocaust, Nazi brown shirts painted the Star of David in white on the doors of Jewish businesses to discourage <clears throat> non-Jewish Germans from going into them. Hmm. It is amazing, and I was reading more about Jewish people in the United States uh, really being shaken at what they are seeing as people they thought were their, quote, progressive friends, you know, exude so much anti-Jewish sentiment. Yeah. That's an interesting point because traditionally the, the Jewish people who live in America vote for Democrats. Yes. And, and are liberals. Yes. Now you're seeing, I guess, the same people, as you pointed out, that you've supported all these years are known that if... All of a sudden, you go, wait a minute. I thought we were on the I same thought, well, side. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, hold on a second. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing that was pointed out to me over the weekend is is why it's so jarring is because everybody knows that anti-Semitism exists. Yes. Everybody knows that there's always some fringe group out there, left or right or whatever, just crazy people who, for one reason or another, hate Jewish people. What's shocking about what's happened over the last week, though, is how mainstream it is, how yes. like how normal it is for thousands of kids on college campuses, mm-hmm. for people in media, not all, but but some people in media, that it's supposed to be sort of this almost in vogue cool kids thing yep. to recite a chant like from the river to the sea, which is in reference to genocide against Jews. And well, how- and you just throw it out to, I mean, that's a lot of people that have been brainwashed yeah. over decades from academia. Well, David, you, you, interesting you brought that up because I think we kind of touched on this Friday, but the cool kids thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird phenomenon. Well, like, you know, when Kanye started talking about how he liked Hitler, it's like everybody right. was going, whoa, bro, bro, get some right. help. Okay. Yes. Nobody was out there saying, you know, Conway's got a, or uh, Kanye's got a point. Nobody was doing that. Right. Well, nobody credible say that. Right. And right. then, 
you turn so you know you can if you're if you're someone who's Jewish in this country you can say okay well most people aren't aren't on board with that obviously that guy's just nut right mm-hmm. but yeah when it's when it's popular yeah now to go on a college campus and rally in support of people who slaughtered children in Israel because they were Jewish it's shocking yes and it's so much about again being indoctrinated in this leftist oppressed versus oppressor sort of dynamic and again if you go back pre-1967 the way the left looked at israel the jewish people it was completely different but over time it's become well they're now the oppressor well you look at the history of what's happened there and repeatedly Israel has tried to say, yes, here you can have this part of the land. It's never been enough. We don't have to go through all of it, but if you've followed this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's one group group that will not, quote, coexist. They want the others dead. It, it's sort of that simple to me. You know, it, well, here's another thing, too. When you grow up as a child from the time you're born till the time you go to college, you've been told your entire life that you've been oppressed. Yes. You've been preached at that for a long time. Then you naturally gravitate towards the whole world is like that. There's there's all this oppression, and that, therefore the Palestine, Palestinians are being oppressed by the Jews, and I hate the Jews, and it, the whole thing goes on. But when that's the only thing, you're not responsible for anything. It's somebody else's fault that you are in the situation you're in currently. It could be much better, but you're being oppressed. Yes. It, and that's the mentality. That's the, and the next logical step would be to, to, to politicize it then. Listen, man, it can relate in a way to the clip that David had earlier from Clemson, where they're protesting because there are no longer tampons in the men's exactly. restroom. Exactly. And the first thing the kids said was, what again? Students are still not safe on campus. They still experience harassment, hate, all of those things. Over they're tampons. O- they're oppressed. Right. Over tampons. <laughs> yes, because there's not tampons right. in the men's restroom. Right. So trans people are being oppressed. Right. And that's in vogue to go out and fight against the man because of that. Yes. Forget the fact of what Hamas did to women, children, the atrocities. Yeah. And then this idea, well, yeah, that was bad, but they were sort of forced into it. Right. Oh, my goodness. You've really lost it. You really are brainwashing. Yeah. And that's pretty sad. But I think there's... There's starting to be some sane people, even on the left, say, whoa, 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 this is too far for me. I'm not down with this. At least you're hoping so. Right. I think you're hearing more and more of that. Well, I hope sanity prevails. But, I mean, we have our leaders constantly putting lies out there to people. I mean, the propaganda never ends. It's not just the media, politicians. And then you have media putting those statements forward. What did the president say over the weekend? Oh, God, this is so irritating. Yeah, Joe Biden wants to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Uh, this was during a speech to the left-wing outfit, uh, the Human Rights Campaign. <laughs> okay. All right, roll it. You've heard me say before, and I apologize for having to repeat it, when a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, oh, something no. is still fundamentally wrong in this country. And that still exists. Where? Where? Give me yeah. the receipts. Where is that happening? Where? Nowhere. It's a lie. Have you ever even heard of anybody getting thrown out of a restaurant because they're gay? There, no. 
the one story that I found was a couple went into a restaurant in New York, I think it was. Okay. And a cashier was rude to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you bringing this up, David. That's and, right. and they left of their own accord. They weren't kicked out. Right. But they told the manager, the manager profusely apologized to them, offered to comp their meal and give them a free meal. And that was it. They were not thrown out of a restaurant for being gay. Still happening today. For real. Yeah. Except it isn't. Kicked out for being gay. Unbelievable. The he, guy, didn't, he, he didn't stutter there, by the way. He overcame the stutter there. Is that because he had more energy? That only happens when he's tired. That's what we found out from Scott Pelly earlier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's side one, cut one, though, that story. It's only yeah. that. It's only that, that when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Dude, that is comedy gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Okay. I know we got to move on to other things. It's that time of the show. Going around may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? Uh, Democrat Senator Cory Booker says he knows yes. what people in Israel have gone through because he was at the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, no. This is during See, an interview. This, is all this, this is like the same theme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> okay. Bad dinner theater with Cory Booker. Roll it. To me, th- there should be no confusion about this for Americans. And, and I'll say this, not just as a United States senator, not just as a patriot who would die for my own country. Oh, but I'm going to say this as a black man. When you're black in America, you understand what? the vulnerability within the own, your own country you love. I saw it as an adult on January 6th. I miss people's heads getting chopped off January right. 6th. Is there video of that? No, there, huh? no there's not. Okay. Again, everything is very overacted. People are going into homes and shooting elderly people and entire families. That happened that? January 6th. Remember when Chewbacca guy was cutting fingers off of people? Remember mm-hmm. that? No, I actually don't yeah, remember I don't that. Either. I don't either. I just remember Chewbacca guy talking with the cop. Yeah. Said, we ain't going to disrespect the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy. What a loon. That's what the left does. They want people divided. Cory Book. It is. It's disgusting, man. Mm. Holy smokes. All right, for what's your story today, Scott? What's your story? Uh, interesting read the headline. One in three people, one in three here in the U.S. have had no partnered sex in the past year. What? Yep. Uh, they said that, uh, yeah, one in three have not partnered with anyone. Did they put ages on this? No, they didn't. That's just, I guess, the overall number. I just don't know. adults, you're we, guessing? Adults, yeah. I okay. mean, 1854 or something like that. All right. They said that for those uh, looking for some longevity in the partnered sex life, they said it's important to think about sex not just as sex, but in a holistic way. What? In other words, Marvin Gaye had it right the whole time with sexual healing. See, there you go. That's what they said anyway. Uh, Debbie Erbnick, director of the Center for Sexual Health Promotions. Hold on a second. David's yep. confused and so am I. Okay, what? What was the statement again? That look at sex in a holistic way. There's a lot of jokes. It, you want to you want yeah. to partner with someone else yes. because it'd mm-hmm. give you the healing, the healing powers of sex. Yes, yeah. Save the holistic jokes, David, if mm-hmm. you would appreciate it. Well, if I've got a bad cold, that's the first thing I want to do. Clear it up. <laughs> Feel much better now. Uh, Debbie Erbnick, director of the Center for Sexual Health Promotion at Indiana State University, and uh, she said, "I'm going to quote the eight sex myths that experts wish would go away." 
One of them, she said, everyone's having more sex than you do. Another one I found very interesting in this, the conclusion of this book was, men want more sex than women do. That was an excerpt from the book, The Hell You Say. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. One in three. Does that surprise you, that number? That's a lot. Yep. That is a lot. And what is the overall consensus you would come to knowing that? What do you mean? A lot of angry people, a lot of pissed off people, a lot of uh, troubled people. Well, I just uh, am finishing a book written by a former feminist. Um, and I can tell you her theory would be feminists had made so many women so miserable because of these expectations that will never come true and you should focus on your career and everything else. And so many women are left after 40 uh, without another person or family and they're bitter and it's hard to find a dude. And then you got guys that, you know, basically are porn addicts that self-pleasure constantly that are not going to put themselves out there. So you put those two things combined and you go one out of three are not having any relations with anyone. I guess I would say, okay, I, can, I guess I can see it. Yeah. Sad. Yep. It's built on a lot of lies, but yeah. Uh, for my story today on What's Your Story... I'm going to go off a clip that David had on Friday, and it was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, this was the one where some people thought she farted. She yeah. didn't. Um, but what she said, and then there is a sort of rebuttal to it, but this is what she said. The United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy used to justify further violence and injustice okay so if you ignore that part that did sound like a fart their tragedy that part and just what she was saying yeah uh dr jordan peterson addressed that i'm a big fan of dr oh, peterson me too. Yeah. um talked about him on the show many times and it was sort of an open letter to miss Ocasio-Cortez. And if you don't mind, I'd just like to read from the letter. Because he's trying to help, not yeah, to hurt. I know. If you cared the least bit about the stability and security of the Middle East, you and the Democrats and the president would have done everything you could, could have to bring the Saudis into the Abraham Accords and isolated Iran in the process. Instead, Biden chose to alienate our could-be Saudi allies because your idiot self-serving party was unwilling to give Donald Trump the credit he clearly and unequivocally deserved for brokering the most significant peace treaty in the Middle East in decades. This week's horrors can be laid largely at the feet of Biden, the Democrats, and narcissistic virtue-signaling fools such as yourself. With your toxic faux compassion and oh-so-cutesy antics, you and the rest of the useful idiots of the left, <laughs> you strive to arrange everything in the world into the dynamic of oppressor and oppressed. Yeah. One, because that is the most complex conceptual scene you're capable of apprehending. And two, so you can be on the side of the victims while maintaining your privilege and making no real sacrifices. Even your colleagues are starting to see who you are and the typical tactics of your allies. Reputation savaging, gossip, exclusion, and demonization are not going to work this time. For shame, AOC. And he says, this week you crossed the line, and even the Democrats and the president noticed. You should resign and spend the next two decades in a convent, repenting of your sins. 
Yes. Dr. Peterson has spoken. I love that, man. Yes, yes. I like that. Yes. Good for him. Love that guy. All right, much more to get to. you got to be joking me. The former CIA director still thinks the Hunter laptop is Russian disinformation. Yeah. you got to hear this. Straight ahead. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the Hunter Biden laptop's real. It's not Russian disinformation. Someone still thinks that? Uh, yeah, former CIA director Leon Panetta was one of the 51 former intelligence officers who signed that letter claiming Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian, uh, a Russian information uh, campaign in order to sway the 2020 election. Now, he was on Fox News, and Brett Baer asked him, hey, you regret signing on to that letter because we know that laptop's real. Right. I was extremely concerned about uh, Russian uh, interference uh, and misinformation. Uh, And my concern was to kind of alert the public uh, to be aware that these disinformation efforts went on. Uh, And frankly, I haven't seen any evidence from any intelligence agency that that was not the case. Yeah. What you don't think that it it was real? I I think that uh, I think that disinformation uh, is involved here. Uh, but obviously, Hunter Biden said it was his laptop, and and this investigation continues. So you don't have any oh. regrets about doing what you did? No, I don't have any regrets about not trusting the Russians. <laughs> Shut no, up. no, yeah, you don't get to play that game. No. 
It's just, you should be ashamed. You've shamed your family. Nobody trusts the Russians, you jackass. Come on, man. Nothing to do with that. Well, eh, the one part of Brett Bear seeming like all of us, like, flabbergasted. You don't think that it, it was real? <laughs> what? Really? Are you, hmm. are you freaking serious right now, dude? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you for being here. Okay, president was on 60 Minutes talking about Hamas, yeah. Israel, what's next, making it clear, correct? Uh, well, I, I think it was interesting that Scott Pelley, the guy from 60 Minutes who did the interview, actually started off with a disclaimer that when Joe Biden gets tired, that lifelong stutter that no one really talked about until about three years ago really starts acting up again. So That really is something, man. Seriously, I, well, yeah. I've, never, I've never seen anything like that before. Just so you know, the man you're about to hear from is not entirely senile. No, it's just that he gets tired and he had this stutter. Yeah, yeah you know, don't, don't you know, worry and now he gets tired again and then this happens. So when he says something crazy, just know that's just part of him, you know, being tired. It's yeah. nothing else. That's all. So he was on 60 Minutes, and he was asked if he supports the idea of Israel occupying Gaza for the long run after they're done wiping out Hamas. Okay. Would you support Israeli occupation of Gaza at this point? It would be a mistake to, uh, for Israel to occupy Gaza again. We did, but to going in and taking out the, uh, the extremists, the uh, Hezbollah, is up north, but Hamas down south is a necessary requirement. Is that, oh my! He's goodness. tired, and his stutter flares up. Okay, and that's why he gets Hezbollah and Hamas mixed up. Yeah. Oh, and then he catches himself. Hey, they're to the north. Yeah, and then Hamas. Yes. Okay, sure, whatever. That when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Yeah. Of course, that's what that was. That's a stutter. Yeah. Okay. So not occupy, but they need to take care of them. Mm -hmm. All right. Which means, I mean, Kill obliterate. Them. Yeah. Take them completely out. Okay. Is it just me or does it seem as legacy media is talking much about the humanitarian crisis in Gaza? They're omitting the part that Israel has to do this for its own survival to take out Hamas. Yeah. Yeah, they're at, they're acting like it was a uh, mostly peaceful invasion on the part of the Palestinians, and you know they're and look, I mean, in war, especially when you have a terror organization that is uh, keeping people in the line of fire, there are going to be civilian casualties. There's no way around it. There is a huge difference between what Israel is planning to do and has already started doing, and what Hamas did uh, a week from this past Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, a, a big difference. And, you know, one of the things that's remarkable to me, and I, I keep saying that because there's so many remarkable things that have really become crystal clear 
here in America in the last week and, and change is, you know, there is always this trying to contextualize and blah, 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 blah. Um, what I have noticed is if you remember when Russia invaded Ukraine, like a week went by and multiple homes in America have the Ukraine flag out on their front door or over their front door or on their lawn somewhere or a bumper sticker. They had it in their Twitter bios and all of this. Mm -hmm. It is more common right now to see Palestinian flags being waved in America after Palestine, Gaza, launched an invasion against Israel. Correct. And those people would say, well, the Palestinians, that you're talking about Hamas. That's not the Palestinians. Yes, it is. It's like, no, they just put them in power. Yeah. Yes, and you look at the polling from the Palestinians over time. They support Hamas. And it's one of those things, be careful what you wish for. And while saying that, you don't want to see death and destruction. Come on, innocent people, of course. But what is Israel supposed to do? They've tried the, quote, coexist thing. You can see what that got them. They have to take Hamas completely out. How else are you going to do that? And, of course, Hamas, we've been over this a hundred times. They don't care about the civilian casualties of the Palestinians. They knew this was going to happen. We were talking earlier today, Hamas taking the keys away from Palestinians of their cars so they can't drive out. Either that or setting up blockades. So they can't get out. Yes. Yeah, they want they want all of this. Yeah, because they know the useful idiots in the media, how they're going to report they it. They want as much death and destruction as possible on their own people. Yes. Yeah. That should tell you everything you need to know, but it doesn't. So much propaganda. It's, it's, I'm shocked by it, actually. I'm not shocked by anything, but I'm surprised that there's so much... Uh, anti-semitism that exists yeah i think we've all admitted it's far worse than what we thought it was absolutely it is it's like holy cow where does this come from man by the way did you see ilhan omar speaking of him stepped in it of course uh promoted the propaganda that falsely portrayed children as having died from israeli military operations when in reality they died 10 years ago in Syria, mm-hmm. yeah. it's being gassed, yeah. and she puts that out there. See, this is Israeli military operations in Gaza. No, that's 10 years old there, mm-hmm. Some people did something? Yeah, mm-hmm. 10 years ago in Syria. Well, I was glad that that was corrected online. It's that whole thing. It is. And these people are in power in the United States. It's I know. It's unreal. That's the thing you can't wrap your head around. I mean, there's always been fringy weirdos. Yes. They've never been in government. Well, yeah. Hakeem Jeffries is saying, yeah, we should take refugees. Speaking of fringy weirdos. Nope. What? Are you out of your mind, dude? We we got no room for what we got now. Oh, my goodness. Let alone bringing in a bunch of people who might want to kill us. All right, switching gears. Uh, Story out of Texas, David. Yeah, well, lawmakers in Texas are working out a new plan for school choice, about $8,000 for people who want to take their tax dollars elsewhere and put their kids in a private school of their choice. Um, A lot of Democrats are freaking out about it, of course, uh, saying, well, this is going to cut, you know, decimate public education. And the other question is, why? Why? Why do you think it'll do that? 
And it's a great question it, because I mean, obviously, if more people take their tax dollars with them to go to a different school, then the public option wasn't working very well for people. That's right. They don't want it. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them are showing their true colors as this special session rolls along. Here's Democrat State Senator John uh, Whitmire explaining that people are just too dumb to figure out how to send their kids to the school of their choice. Wow. Yeah. Okay, roll it. Surely you understand we have constituents that are not familiar with websites, the Internet, or how to seek information online. Surely you understand we're dealing with folks that just don't have that skill set. Oh, my goodness. They just don't have that skill set, okay? <laughs> it's not that they don't want to help. They don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> We've I, heard this I before. The social workers <laughs> into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't, want, they don't know quite what to do. Good people, just dumb as a brick. They don't know how to do it. I like that internet and websites. Yeah. Holy cow, man. <laughs> Yeah, that navigation's really, really tough. <laughs> what an insult. Absolutely. What an insult that is. Well, they can't find their way to the DMV to get ID True. to vote. Yeah. You can't expect people to know that. They're too stupid. They're walking around, these dumb people. We have to protect them. <laughs> uh, he actually said it. Protect the backward. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, man. Okay, David, uh, there's a new concept to get things done. Yeah, well, it's, it's supposedly it's a new concept, but it's called Monk Mode. Monk Mode? That's my brother's nickname. Has been for like 40 years. No way. Yes. Really? Yeah. Monk Mode? Yes. It was from Markley. Monkley. Somebody mispronounced it. I think a teacher or something like that. Monkley, yeah. and he was Monk. That was yeah. it. He's still Monk. So, yeah, M-O-N-K, Mode. Uh, apparently, it's a trend that's been gaining popularity on uh, social media. Um, and what it is, is it means you focus on a single task and remove all digital distractions to get, you know, peak productivity at work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like this is supposed to be the new trend here, apparently. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know, tuh, if you uh, like meditate or think, just practice some mindfulness. Yeah. And if you exercise and don't drink as much alcohol, you're also going to be more productive. Wow. I'm not so sure this isn't named after my brother. <laughs> Smartphone, he's like, screw that. I don't need that. I don't want it. Seems like a big bother to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. A little quiet is good. Working out. Yeah. Okay. That sounds, sounds about right. Monk mode. Monk mode. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. Um, oh, something real quick, lighter note, and not a surprise to anybody. Paul McCartney, the interview, admits it was disruptive having Yoko Ono in the recording studio. No kidding. Really? <laughs> not as disruptive as a smartphone, but pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was cracking up. <laughs> that's, um, what I, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, because you watched that whole Beatles I special. Did. She was around during the recording of Let she It Be. She was sitting right there at a chair next to John. Yeah, all the other guys are around there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And he doesn't have, like, the self-awareness. Like, you know what? This is bad for the band. Maybe I should keep her he away. could give a Fats Frog fanny what they thought. He didn't care. Man, oh, man. Oh, oh, She's oh, over there doing whatever oh, it is she does. Oh, 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 o
and these idiots that sit there and go, <laughs> stunning, brave, breathtaking, riveting. Oh, that wasn't from that time. That was when Yoko was doing the scream therapy because yeah. Trump won the election. Yeah. Right. What a nut. Anyway, McCartney said when John Lennon got together with Yoko, the band just had to deal with it. They did. Said the idea was that if John wanted this to happen, then it should happen. And there was no reason why not. And he said, anything that disturbs us is disturbing. It was an interference in the workplace. So not being very confrontational, we just bottled it up and just got on with it. Uh, no response from her yet. But yes. I don't know, man. I, I would love to have that peel that onion back and find out what the attraction was there, too. Who knows? Because I'm not sure man. I understand any of it. Well, yeah, and then they're performing together, and she's doing all that nonsense, and, you know, then... What the is that? Yeah. Screw you, McCartney. I've found the light here. Right. At least when Linda was with Wings, they didn't even have her plugged in. I mean, she... You know. <laughs> and she didn't break up the band. No. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Much more to get to. Okay. Oh, University of Wisconsin, what is going on there? And much more coming up right here. Triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, talking about college campuses and the anti-Semitism. Oh, my goodness. At the University of Wisconsin, apparently the university won't condemn it. 
I mean, you had people shouting glory to the murders. What the? You won't condemn that? You know, if you're paying to have your kids sent there, a group of parents should get together and say, we're done. We will liberate the land by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. You notice that people who are saying things like that, we are going to liberate the land and all that, they're they're not buying flights no, they're to not. go over there and actually fight. That's why I said last week, go fund me. We'll send you. Yeah. You're all about it. You'll take time out of your school day to fight with your signs or whatever. But there's no, a prerequisite. Really. You have to stay there for at least a minimum of, what, 30 days? Oh, minimum. There's no hightailing it back home once you get there. No. No. It was interesting because I saw this in the New York Post. Some former athletes from the University of Wisconsin-Madison was slamming the school. You had, um, what's her name, Cami Cronish, was a goalie on the women's hockey team. Named uh, 2023 Frozen Four Outstanding Performer because they won the national championship. Yeah. Uh, said, I'm disgusted. Beyond disappointing. And then a former kicker on the football team won a couple of Rose Bowls, said, I'll be the second, I guess. Disgusting and disappointing. And again, the school described the chance as respectful dialogue. What? That's respectful, respectful dialogue? dialogue? The university is not able to restrict First Amendment protected speech, nor does a speaker rally or protest on campus constitute the university's endorsement of the message. Oh, God. Well, until a conservative speaker wants to speak there, yeah. then they'll shut him down. I'm sure that you've seen that all across the country. Until Jordan Peterson shows up. Yeah, or Matt Walsh. Or Matt Walsh, they lose their minds, yeah. Can't have it, all that sort of stuff. And then you see the pictures of the people out there. Man, I don't want to stereotype. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, though. Come on. Oh, you know who it you is. You want to, don't you? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a bunch of angry, unattractive young women and low-T dudes. <laughs> Isn't it always? Right. As my old buddy Big Kev used to say, not pursuable, <laughs> not even doable. College age, yeah, yeah, thinking it. back to that time. Well, they, they also can't, uh, I'll just say this, they, they, they wouldn't be allowed to fight on behalf of Hamas because, well, they're, they're, typically Muslims see, you know, pork as unclean. I'll just oh, say that. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be something about women <laughs> and women's rights. You went in a different yeah. direction mm -hmm. there. Man, that yeah, was buddy. even, whoo. Yeah, get the pigs those, out of here. Those low-T commercials with those guys. <laughs> Like, I used to protest for stupid stuff until I started, started taking whatever it is. Now I'm working out and having fun with my life. That actually would be good. Yeah. I used to be one of these dopes. Right, very effective. I used to be one of those guys. I have a picture of him, you know, with right. his purple hair and <laughs> screeching. <laughs> oh, that's correct. Now he's all ripped, and then a very attractive woman comes over and he puts his arm around her. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be good. No, I'd buy that. Hell, I'm buying two bottles. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yep. Um, okay, I saw a study that's out there, and I got to tell you, I'm not buying it. This was also out of the New York Post. Ice cream is as addictive as heroin. Oh, please. <laughs> See? Okay. No. 
Yes, they don't see anybody with bugs crawling up their arms or think there are yeah. because they don't have any vanilla ice cream. Listen, no, I love Bluebell, but nobody's giving out sexual favors in exchange for some <laughs> for vanilla. Bluebell. Okay, yeah. nobody's doing that. Well, you know where they got this information? Where? Study from the University of Michigan. Okay. So maybe some of the people out at the protest are the ones saying, see, it's addictive. I can't stop. <laughs> David's living in shirtless. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Sorry. Anyway, uh, biggest story of the day. I think we know it, David. Yeah, well, it's the ongoing uh, war between uh, Hamas and Israel and the reaction here in the United States. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, going over the interview, the lowlights of the 60 Minutes interview, which it's still remarkable to me that it was prefaced by the anchor saying, by the way, sometimes he gets tired and his old stutter acts up. Okay, everybody? That is truly remarkable. That when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll get an update on that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. No matter what, remember this. That when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Yes. Talking about President Joe Biden. That's Scott Pelley. I mm-hmm. kicked him out of the All Scots Club, too. You're out. <laughs> you suck. Do you remember when you used to respect that guy? I at did. Least on I some absolutely level? did. Yeah. Wow. But he's been reduced to this. Yes. Yeah. An apologist for the president. Awful. Literally. And as David said, he interviewed himself. Last yeah, he night. did. In bar- there was some, he- you know, in between, but not much. Yeah. Well, drawing everything out of Biden. So you want there to be peace. Yeah. So you want food and aid to get to the people that are in harm's way. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Hmm. Right. Yeah, well, Scott Pelley asked uh, Joe Biden about the possibility that Hezbollah will launch a full-scale invasion on Israel from the north, which would mm-hmm. open up, of course, the dreaded two-front war. Okay. Limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. What? Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. <laughs> so the guys in Iran went, oh, golly, did you hear that? We can't, well, well we shaking in our shoes right now. Apparently, it's President Scott Pelley, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. You're, so you're saying don't invade from the north, Mr. Yes, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he could have just said, don't what? Yeah, don't, don't what? Can you expand on that a little bit? Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, dang. It was remarkable. It was remarkable. Okay, man. And there's this, you know, this is probably Tiki Tack. That was the same sort of verbiage that he used uh, with Zelensky. And I wonder. Yeah. Do you think the threat of nuclear war is still there? Yeah. No, it's gone now with Russia. What do you think? Well, and, uh, <laughs> I wonder. Do you really, Scott? Because well, if you do, you're an absolute friggin' dope. Well, and, and Scott Pelley <laughs> had the same sort of verbiage asking Joe Biden last year about Vladimir Putin potentially using nuclear weapons, if you remember. And then Joe Biden said the same thing. Okay, hold on. Let me pull this up. Go to the flashback now. <laughs> 
this dude. All right, roll it. I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. 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 Right. <laughs> it's like it, it's like a, a speech therapist when you're trying to regain. And I went through this, so I understand. But they talk to you like that. And they give you questions with one-word answers. Don't. 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 That would be your answer. They would answer it for you. Yes. Yeah. That would be good. I wonder. <laughs> I'm curious. Mm -hmm. The curiosity in the Pelly household. Man, oh, man. Guy's terrible. Yes, very much so. You know, it's hard, at least uh, my opinion, to watch legacy media handle this thing with Israel and Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran and everything else right now. It, I think you're feeling the same thing. David, you try to stay away from it, I think, stay away from it a little bit more than Scott or I, mm -hmm. which is probably wise. I don't know how much of you saw over the weekend. But it is this sort of omission of what's happened that's led up to what we're looking at right now. What else is Israel going to do other than wipe out Hamas? That's the only way they survive. So, of course, there's going to be civilian casualties. But any civilian casualties are going to be reported on. And this part I understand. Yeah, it's awful. It's a terrible thing. But without explaining exactly why... You're demonizing Israel mm -hmm. by omitting facts. Well, it's yeah. like, well, let's forget about everything else that's happened so far. I mean, we had the audio last week of Andrea Mitchell talking to the mom of two sons that were being held hostage by Hamas. And her concern was more about the civilians in Gaza. Oh, yeah. Well, she's talking to the mom of somebody... A mom of two Jewish boys that are kidnapped. Yeah. Like, are you serious right now? And I read this piece uh, from the Free Press talking about once I was a peace advocate, now I have no idealism left. And it's this person. Well, their cousin was Daniel Pearl, if you remember oh, Daniel yeah, Pearl. Oh, sure. yeah, Early 2000s, beheaded, ISIS. Um and said, you know, his life changed forever because he was 12 when that happened. But you watch everything that's happened over time. And this is a longer piece. Um, but it certainly talks about, you know, the history of Israel and where we're at now. And then to watch, you know, all the anti-Semitism, not just around the world, but in this country. It's painful for people. Yeah, it is. It's not a time for the, well, what about? No, did you see what just happened? It's, it's unreal. At one point in this piece, he said, uh, at first I thought it must be miseducation, like some of the people and their ideas. And then it's, ah, they think the Palestinians are the indigenous people. I'll show that Jewish history and the archaeology to prove it dates back millennia. Ah, they think we're white colonizers. I'll show how many Jews are people of color, including those um, from different backgrounds. Oh, they'll get it once I show them that there are 50 Muslim countries and only one Jewish state. And he said, as far as my friends, no one wanted to understand anything. Mm -hmm. And it tells you a lot. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like that's where we're at, you know, with a lot of people in this country. And some are just brainwashed from media that's been going on for a long time. And man, as soon as you hear the left, it's all about the oppressors and the oppressed. And that's the framework. You can't unsee it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's there. It's there. It's there. It's all the time. And it doesn't matter. The rest of the facts don't matter. It's how you want to view the situation. It's how you view the world. And again, I, sometimes you, you feel, feel like you're running in circles. Yeah. What, what we just saw from less what, 10 days ago, what happened to these people? I don't think we need to say it every single time, but what happened to babies? Entire families, the elderly. I mean, and it wasn't like, well, there were some civilian casualties. No, that was on purpose to inflict the most pain possible to these people. That's how deep the hatred goes. It's crazy. All right. Sometimes you need to do something on a lighter note. I got something that I think may make you laugh. All right. If you're up for it. I mean, this really has nothing to do with anything other than a dating situation where this woman um, had been asked out on a date several times. Same guy, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Okay. And she posted this online that this happened because she couldn't believe it. Um, I mean, in the beginning, she said this N-word been chasing me for weeks. Can we go have drinks? Drinks. And this particular day, she says she was bored. So she said, hey, let's go to this particular place because they have great food, including oysters. I think this guy thought they were just going to have drinks. Well, the end of the story is she ate 48 oysters. Oh, my. She kept ordering. Wow. Dang. That's a lot of oysters. Okay. Plus, you got drinks going on. And I think there was also she was ordering an entree as well. Oh, man. So this dude at one point gets up to go to the bathroom, and he leaves. Well, yeah. He sticks her with the bill. Well, I mean, he didn't expect to be taken out Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never quite see her. She goes by Iquana, yeah. I guess, online. Have you seen this at all? No. Okay. And she is, like, filming herself eating these oysters because she loves them, you know, slopping them up, that whole thing. I... I don't know what she looks like other than the really long fingernails. I'm just saying, pray for her toilet. My goodness, 48 <laughs> no, I was oysters. I going to say, that oh. guy probably went, wait a minute. Well, even if something does happen, I'm not sure I want yeah, to be I around. Don't, I don't want part yeah. of that, no. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, you know, I'll play you part of the audio just to get your reaction from that. Today I was bored and I had time, so he texted me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best oysters in the land. Yeah, I want to <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm wondering about the quality guy who dashed, too. <laughs> he goes on. Yeah, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm going to eat this potato. <laughs> you Fair invited enough. me out. I'm going to eat. Fair enough. Well, hold on a second. Let's meet for drinks. Uh-huh. Okay, you don't know that someone's going to surf and turf you to death. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm in for over a hundy on this thing? Two hundy? No, thanks. These potatoes in the crab cakes. 
Why say he going to the bathroom and never come back? It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes to end up grabbing a tab. That was crazy to me. Yeah, she's upset. Mm. <laughs> People debating online. Yeah, he oh. should have stayed. He's terrible for leaving her like that. Leaving her with a bill. Well, mean... after about 20 oysters, I would have gone, hey, wait a minute. Well, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, like, are you joking me? Yeah, right what now? are we doing here? Yeah, that's when you're like, you know what? I, I think there might be maybe a character issue here. Yeah, no kidding. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna. I'll pay for this part of the bill, but I'm Gonzo. I'm out of here. <laughs> you joking me? Like <laughs> smells like a wharf now. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean the intentional distress that is coming is not worth your time, dude. Uh... Okay. Golly. Just needed a laugh there. Man. There's plenty more madness to report on. Oh, Sonny Hostin. Yeah, Hamas is kind of like the Proud Boys. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll get to that much more coming up ready. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So someone on The View said something stupid. Right? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, breaking news here. Uh, Sunny Hostin, I, I like to say she's from ABC News because she is employed by ABC News. Yeah. Uh, she's been sort of defending Hamas after the deadly terror campaign launched against Israel. And listen to her water down the fact that Hamas is recognized as a terrorist organization all around the world. 
Okay. We all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation, like the Proud Boys here in the United States. Oh, they target people to kill them? Is that what you're saying, Sonny? Yeah. Well, and Are you joking she me? She stays in her lane. That's her lane. I mean, to my knowledge, it's like I think Canada and New Zealand are the only ones who've designated the Proud Boys as a terrorist organization. But we'll, just the we'll left leave. in the left media. Yeah, we'll they really do that with parents who go to school board meetings. Right. Right. That we do that, yeah. What a dope. But that's her that's her I mean if you want to, if, if somebody's going to be a, the biggest racist on the planet is Sonny Austin. There's no question. Oh, yeah. You know, man, thinking about, we talked about this, what, not that long ago. Mentioning the cousin of Daniel Pearl who wrote that piece. Yes. About being Jewish. Because, you know, I would love for someone like that to sit down with a Sonny Austin or any of these other dopes in the media to hear his whole story. Talk about how he would stand up for the Palestinians in Gaza. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that piece he wrote, I agreed that the settlements were unlawful. Gaza was a humanitarian crisis. Um, Netanyahu was a dictator. He would say all these things, right? He said, I assumed if I cared enough, if I mourned for the Palestinian dead, if I put nuance above all else, our neighbors and their allies would give us the same decency. How wrong was I? After everything that he has seen, they celebrate, they gloat, they mock our tears. They do not protest against Hamas. They embrace pure evil. And he said, so to the terrorist, I now say, when you killed my family, I forgave you. When you killed my people, I forgave you. But when you killed my idealism, I had no forgiveness left. To non-Jewish friends who have reached out, thank you. It's simply the human thing to do. To friends who dare justify what has happened, you're not friends. You're nothing but Nazi supporters dressed up in leftist intellectual language. To the Palestinians, you have lost all moral authority to claim victimhood. I will never advocate for you again. To my family, friends in Israel and Jews around the world hurting right now, I love you. Stay safe. Like, wow. And in the end, he said, I will be the world's favorite villain, the Jew who has the audacity to defend his people. Mm. You know, I mean, Hamas and Proud Boys, really? It's just disgusting. It is. It absolutely is. I don't know. I've already said it. Um, You didn't think you'd be surprised by too much at this point. Um but that's been pretty surprising. At this point, I'm just been. going to be surprised when somebody doesn't sound like a complete monster. I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, earlier, totally switching gears, um, you had mentioned there was this new concept of getting things done at work, and it was called monk mode. Yeah. Where you, like, turn off the phone or, you know, silence things so you could focus on one thing. Um, there's a new Gen Z trend called silent walking. Hmm. Okay. You're glazing over, Scott. Yeah, silent walking. Yeah, it's going out for a walk and leaving your phone at home. And your headphones so you hear what's going it's, on it's, around That's just walking without the distraction of a smartphone in your pocket. Yeah. Okay. Without listening to music, podcasts, not, at least for 30 minutes. Yeah. Why are you rolling your eyes? 
Well, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, I used to walk with, uh, when I when I lived with my daughter, I'd walk around her neighborhood because I could because it was a nice old neighborhood. But I would have my music on, but it would be on my phone, not a headset. So you, people, other people could hear it. I would want to share it with everyone, yes. Like you do in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off the little tiny speaker that makes it sound like crap. Yeah. That's a nuisance, man. <laughs> I only do it, well, you do it more than I do. You play music on your phone more than I do, I think. Mm. Oh, I don't know. How I much music do I play I on my know. phone? No way. There's right. no way. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you, I'm going to start keeping track of that. Man, oh, man. It says in the story, obviously this was common for boomers growing up, where there'd be no reason to unplug the old rotary phone from the wall and bring it outside. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so now that you have it, you want everyone to hear your yeah. light rock. Great. That's not true. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot going on. What did you think of the airlift ordered by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis? It was fantastic. I mean, it was fantastic. I, I, you didn't see it anywhere, by the way. You know, I did not see it. No, I didn't see it either. But Saw uh, the Daily Wire. Did Fox cover it? Maybe? Uh, yeah, Fox had it. Okay. Uh, talking about this. Yeah, he, he was saying, no, we're going to get Floridians out of the area if they want to leave, and, and got it done. Just yeah. like that. While the federal government back. was going, you can drive out, you know, hey. till they take your keys. Right. Well, yeah. Which they're doing. Yeah, DeSantis said the Biden administration has failed to launch any form of rescue or evacu- evacuation operations for Americans, including Floridians, stranded in the region and has failed to provide information requested by the state of Florida about any plans for such operations. Man. And I know people are saying, this is just a stunt because he's running for president. Uh, okay. Was it effective? Yeah. Yeah. Did it help out the Americans? Uh, yes. How, okay. do those, how do those roughly 300 people feel about the stunt? That's really Think what they I love it. know. No, of course they do. And they were interviewed. I saw a bunch of them being interviewed as they were, before they left the airport or anything, you know, just talking about how grateful they were to be home and thanks to Santa's and this is a big deal for DeSantis. I mean, that's leadership, man. Yeah. You got it done. I mean, showing how you can, in fact, make these things happen. Yeah. He said all Biden did was effectively get people on flights and dump them into Europe only after they were forced to sign waivers promising to pay back the United States government for the flights. Now, I don't know how he did all this, by the way, DeSantis. I don't know how all of this transpired, but he got it done. You just signed an executive order. Yeah, but I mean, authorizing the state to conduct rescue and evacuation operations, like the logistics and all that. Right I hear, go get it done. No idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a great stage. story, and that should be like a huge story. These these three hundred Americans returning. Yeah, I mean, again, man, if this was you know a Republican president oh. and you had a Democrat running for president was the governor of a state that pulled this off you don't think NBC and ABC and CBS would be all over that yeah come on of course they would all right more on that a little bit later 
Uh, speaking of the current president, he did a big sit-down with award-winning journalist Scott Pelley. Yeah, right. that's right. Tough questions, holding feet to the fire, that well, guy. Yeah. I'm glad you said award-winning because there's a lot of batting on the back going. Oh, yeah, and, and Scott Pelley, of course, gave the disclaimer, hey, if, if Joe Biden seems a little off, it's because he's really tired and his lifelong stutter comes back when he's tired that when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. Mm, yeah. But he wedged us into his schedule. Uh, <gasps> busy wow. schedule. That guy. It's amazing. He had, he had two events that day, by the way. Apparently, also, he was never tired when he was vice president. Never. Never tired. Amazing, uh-huh. isn't it? Wow. Wow. Uh, anyway, yeah, he asked, uh, Scott Pelley actually did ask him, do you even want to run for re-election? Like, why? <laughs> Are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure, look, when I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. No. The world's changing. What? This doesn't come across very well in audio, but where he sort of blanks out for a minute, and right before he says, look, there's a massive edit in there, in the interview. (laughs) So I don't know what he rambled about in, in between those two words. But mm-hmm. it must have been embarrassing enough that they're like, okay, change the camera angle. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that part out. Yeah. Reminds me of the Leslie Stahl interview with Trump, how he recorded the whole thing so you could see it in context and how they edited that thing. It was unreal. All right, it goes on. But we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, what? unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities. How about the American people? What about them? It's a good question. What about them? Okay, you're going to solve the problem in Europe. You're going to solve the problem in the Middle East. How about solving the problem in, oh, Idaho? I can't help it, Scott. I got two different thoughts going at once. And I, your point, well taken, yes. And at the same time, normalization of relations, I think we can do that. In the Middle East? Yeah. Did you see what just happened? Yeah. There's a group of people that wants the others wiped off the planet forever. That's not peace. It's not going to be peace. How about just putting it back how you found it? <laughs> How about just that? I mean, I'd yeah, settle would... for that. Oh, I think everybody would, to you be know. honest. Yes. And one other thing we haven't had a chance to get to yet, they talked about guns, guns, guns. Well, he talked about this uh, during uh, the event with the Human Rights Campaign, okay. our left wing. All right. Uh, yeah, he called again for a so-called assault weapons ban, and... I want to know what's in Joe Biden's gun cabinet, because what he comes up with sounds badass. Okay. Who in God's name needs a weapon with a hundred rounds in a chamber? Wow. A hundy. <laughs> the weapon's only meant for one thing, to kill people. Is that is that like a like a super shotgun or something? You've got a hundred <laughs> rounds in a chamber? I don't, I don't know. That's a, I, don't, I don't know, man. If there is one gun expert on this show, David, you're it. I want to know where that's, you get one. That's a lot of lead going downrange, man. Woo, oh, buddy. Man, oh, man. A hundred rounds in a chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who needs it? I want it now. Well, 
if we're going to have ter- terrorists actually invading our homes like what okay. happened in Israel, uh, that'd be all of us need one of those. Yeah, I think so. It's like the wagon train with a Gatling gun. <laughs> Just all at once. Boom. Yeah. Right. It's expensive as hell to shoot at the I range. I was going to say. You know, practice makes smokes. perfect, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine there was some dope there at this. What This was the <laughs> human rights group. Yeah. She's meeting with her book club or whatever tonight. It's the, like the guns with 100 rounds in them. Who needs it? Yeah. She's going to parrot the same crap. Right, exactly. Yeah. At least Fantastic. he didn't do the deer have Kevlar vest thing again. <laughs> That's someone talked him into giving that arrest. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Probably saw on the news Suzanne Summers passed away. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Were you sad? Um, I don't know about sad. I was yeah, I You mentioned like, it earlier. Well I only say that because man, talk about a piece of pop culture there. Holy cow. I mean, you know, that show was on for what, eight years? Three's Company. Yeah. I know David. Three's Company was a sitcom yeah. in the seventies. End of the 80s. 84 was the last year. And it pushed the boundaries at that time because it was a single guy with these two females, and they lived together, see? And he had to pretend mm-hmm. he was gay. He did. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I know her from uh, Step by Step. That's right. That was, they talked about that show. She yeah. was uh, the the stepmom. It was a blended family sitcom mm-hmm. in the early 90s. Oh, and right. she was there with, she was married to Patrick Duffy. Yes. Got it. The most amazing thing to me. Do you know how much money she made off the Thigh Master? I saw her net worth. I was shocked. She made three hundred million off of that. Yeah, her net worth was like four hundred million. Remember all yeah. those Thigh Master ads? Yes, she did. Yeah, and she did other fitness stuff too, and wrote like six books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I remember you know watching that every week. I was ten years old. When that first came out, mm-hmm. it was ten years before David was born. Mm, yeah, and what were you like in your early twenties? No, shut up. No, what? <laughs> the late seventies? No, I was a teenager. Oh, got it. Late teenager. Got it. Okay. <laughs> well, man, just trying to have a little fun. Weren't you in your forties by then? <laughs> a new study out there. Uh huh. Uh, Scott, if you need a little happiness boost, you know what's a good idea? What's it's that? like today's the day of the obvious studies. Uh, you pick up a hobby. Oh, I have several. What are your hobbies exactly? If you were to say, hey, man, what's your hobby? What do you do? Well, I'm a big fantasy baseball guy. Mm-hmm. I'm an avid collector of music artifacts and other the rock band stuff. And, and dolls. And, and well, yeah. And uh, those aren't dolls, but they're Funko Pops. So... Well, no. If people are not familiar with Funko Pops, yeah, they're kind of like dolls. Well, yeah, people know what Funko Pops are. I mean, they uh, not everybody. Well, a lot of people do. Well, yes, it's a part of pop culture. But uh, I only get the stuff I like. But I like the, the reason guys. I, I like the music people. You know. Okay. The reason I ask because in this study they tracked ninety thousand seniors. Yeah. Across different countries, and they found that uh, you have a hobby. Um, you're going to live longer. You'll be healthier. It also, you know, may help a little bit if the hobby causes you to exercise a little bit. I have to reach up and stack them on the cabinet. Yeah. I don't know that that really mm-hmm. counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about the only thing I have to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. In or do you, do you hobby. organize them into different groups and then you kind of run well, from one end of the guys got to be with the baseball guys. The band's got to be with the band members. Okay. You know, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
How about a hobby like a little exercise that you incorporate? Doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. It doesn't sound like fun at all. Don't want to do that. Mm. No, I might okay. get enough exercise in. <laughs> you don't go to the uh, Sunday morning mall walking group. I could do that, David. I yeah. could. Smart ass. <laughs> Just good fun here. Yeah. Okay, piece of audio the Van Camp has uh, from somebody on the left. And all I know is we have to hear straight yeah. ahead. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the 1 million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, what piece of audio are you going to entertain us with? I want to play this for you. It's Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo, for the uninitiated, is one of the patron saints of wokeism in America. She's an older white lady who wrote a book called White Fragility, among other uh, publications. But that was like her, that was her, you know, Zeppelin IV, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, she also gets paid thousands of dollars to talk to school districts, universities, nonprofits, uh, corporate America in some cases, to talk about how white people need to accept that they are inherently racist and you need to, quote, do the work. Do the work. Right. I hate that. God, that makes me mad. And if you say, hey, I think you're kind of broad brushing people. That's mm-hmm. an example of white fragility. It's agree with me or else you're proving my point. It's a, it's a circular logic uh, exercise. And it's, it's, it's funny. I actually was gifted the book uh, White Fragility from somebody who wanted me to do the work. And it is unintentionally. Don't buy it. Don't give her money. But if you have an opportunity to just read a little bit of it, 
read it because it is unintentionally one of the funniest books I've ever read. <laughs> I'm not even mad at her. She's just an idiot. And all of these people pay her thousands of dollars to talk to them, and they think they're better educated after listening to her. It's remarkable. It totally duped. It's hilarious. So she's doing this interview, and uh, she talks about uh, how racism is in every corner of our society, and she brings up the movie Frozen, and how Frozen is proof of institutionalized whiteness. Okay. You ready, Scott? Okay, yeah. Roll it. Frozen. The movie Frozen? Yes. huge this movie right i i've seen little girls all over the world with the backpacks i mean you can't watch that movie and not know that the ideal is white blue eyes blonde hair red hair that's just one example and you can have maybe a frog that turns into a princess for a minute and goes back to a frog and she's a brown girl but it, that doesn't oh that's the exception not the rule time out golly what so because of blonde, red-headed people in the movie, it's yeah. racist? I guess. Is that what I'm to... I don't understand what she's getting at. Yeah, Mulan, uh, Pocahontas, they colored their hair. Mm-hmm. Just to play a part? Is that what we're to believe? I, I don't. I Somehow, like, this was the ideal... Okay. And that I'm like, well, didn't isn't it like playing off of Northern European themes and mythologies and whatnot? Yes. And yeah, of course, there, well, not a lot of black people uh, in Northern Europe, and it's far from the only Disney movie. I I don't know. You know, um, in an effort to draw more people into your racism rhetoric nonsense, you yeah. push people further away with nonsense like that. Oh yeah. We're only halfway through this take. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so don't be naive about what they're what they're internalizing and how early don't lecture me um and also don't don't be naive that you can just lecture them <laughs> and you know th- you know you shouldn't and then that's fine what what is your life like you know the idea of on the airplane put your oxygen mask on and then turn towards the more vulnerable so what? you have an integrated life you're, you're telling your children everybody's equal but you have never had a person of color at your dinner table? Hold on a My second. My head hurts. Just... If you're on a plane, you save yourself first, because if you don't, you can't save anybody else. Yeah. But that I think that's her point, is that you have to do the work. By... You have to save yourself. Yeah. Which means I got to invite random people over for dinner yeah i'll listen i'm gonna play the the uh, i'm gonna play the the role of scott robbins here for a moment and say she looks at george costanza in that one episode of seinfeld where he desperately yeah. try he finds a random black guy to try to be friends with yeah she looks at that episode and says that's what every white person needs to do <laughs> every white no person why he's at the dinner yeah it just needs to just uncomfortably shoehorn themselves into the existence of a black person just because that person's black Okay. You know what, man? We never got to this. This happened like two weeks ago. Totally switching gears, but on this topic, Robbins single-handedly trying to improve race relations, but it happened organically. It Wasn't did. it in a Walgreens parking lot yeah. in your apartment? Yeah, it was. Well, it was... What happened? Well, let's just okay. stick to the All Walgreens right. story. Well, I was in getting a prescription, 
And when I came out, there was a guy, African-American guy, in the parking lot. He was putting his little girl in a car seat. Mm -hmm. And I made the comment. I don't know why. I just did it. I said, boy, nothing like uh, little kids, you know, fatherly love with little kids or something. And he goes, I do this every day. And so we started talking. And he homeschools his daughter. He said, she has to go to private schools. My wife has a great job. I can stay at home with her. And we raise her this way. And he's a faith-based guy. And I told him my story about heart attacks and blah, 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 coming back from the dead and all that. We ended up conversing for like 20 minutes about faith, about children, about schooling, mm-hmm. about how nutty the world is right now. And I'm like, it happened organically. It just happened because I mentioned to the guy, hey, good dad, you know. Put yeah, your- we've said this. So- yeah. This sort of stuff happens all the time. All the time. It's often politicians in the media that want people divided. I mean, we shook just hands, you know, we chatted. Yeah, that's cool. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David, outside of Scott having a black friend. Well, I I will say, uh, unless you apologized for slavery, then you didn't have a positive interaction with that black man. In fact, you you harmed him. Did I? Is that what she says? Okay, Yeah, that's... Oh, absolutely, yeah. that's Fantastic. If you really want to be an ally, you need to do the work. Yeah, in in her world, the way to develop (laughs) healthy race relations is walking up to black people... Telling them that you're sorry for slavery and then inviting them over for dinner. For dinner. Like, no, that's what a psychopath does. Okay. No, it's nonstop Jerry Maguire. I love black people! Do the work and educate yourself. Nothing takes me from zero to 60 quick. (laughs) All right, news update the Robin Stripe back then next. Good morning, the Yank Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, of course, Scott Robbins. You saw this. There's some uh, polling out. Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, most Americans are supporting Israel. It's funny we even have a poll that there's people that don't support Israel. Said so half Americans say the Israeli government's military response to the Hamas Attacks is fully justified. Another 20% say it's partially justified. 8% said not at all justified. Mm-hmm. 21% unsure. I would love to see the breakdown with uh, political parties on that one. Republicans far more likely. Oh, you got it. Okay. Than independents or Democrats to say the response is fully justified. That's yeah. 68% of Republicans. What's the. What's 45% the... of independents, 38% of Democrats. 38% of Democrats. Yes. Wow. It's the information I have so far. Again, the older ap- Americans also much likelier than younger ones to say it's completely justified. 81% of those 65 and older, 56% of 50 to 64 year olds, 44% 35 to 49 year olds, and 27% 18 to 34. The indoctrination works. Yeah, yeah man. I was just well, going to say that. Yep. That and also I ju- it, you, can, you can look at it through that lens or also just look at it through the lens of life experience that if you've even sort of paid attention to what it is and you're older and you remember different twists and turns with the ongoing conflict and whatnot Mm -hmm. you realize that what you know what what liberal talking heads will say and i mean progressive talking heads will say about the so-called occupation of gaza and whatnot is a bunch of malarkey and you you know that already, and so you know you you realize what that what the dynamic really is at play in that region. Yeah, some more out of that if you want some more. 
71% of Americans say they feel a lot of sympathy for the Israeli people. With nearly all 96% expressing at least some sympathy. The broad majority also feel at least some sympathy for the Palestinian people. That's 87%. But fewer feel a lot of sympathy for the Palestinians. That's a 41%. I would imagine because they elected Hamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's fair. If you're, If someone's asking you, do you feel sympathy for the Palestinian people? You'd say, yeah, well, sure. as much as the Israeli people? Eh, probably not. No. It's a different thing. You don't want to see anybody die. I think that's safe to say for most people. No, of course not. But when you look at the history of everything that's happened and the polling there and who has sided with who, yeah, you probably are going to have more sympathy for people of Israel mm-hmm. than the Palestinians. Well, And then... I mean, I'm, I'm sure y'all have seen that horrible story out of uh, Plainfield Township, Illinois. Just saw it. Where, I mean, this landlord killed a six-year-old Palestinian-American boy and stabbed that Despicable boy's mother because being. they were Muslim. Yes. And so that's been kind of paraded out there as like, oh, well, you see, this is what happens when you dehumanize the Palestinians and whatnot. I'm like, that guy is crazy and deserves condemnation, and I wish Illinois had the death penalty. Uh, for that guy. Right there with you. It's like, no, no, no. Nobody is sitting here saying, nope. You know, oh, yeah, pro some sort of attack on anyone who's Muslim or no. uh, traces their roots and says they're Palestinian. No, 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 no. What the outrage in America, for me at least, has been is that you have so many people waving this Palestinian flag and saying, glory to the martyrs. Uh, after a terrorist attack that hit I- Israel. It's kind of like, let's let's not root for this stuff. Exactly. And, and certainly, I mean, lock this guy up. Uh, Joseph uh, Kasuba, I believe is his name, yeah. 71 years old. He was their landlord, and he went in and killed the kid. It's awful. No, that's a deranged lunatic. Wait, they did trot it out there, just as you said, though, David, to, to frame it accordingly. Yeah, here's the hate in our country. Right. Well, well, the governor of Illinois said that. Hate has no place in our state and blah, blah, blah. You see it in the protest. This the is pro-Palestinian protests all the time. What he says without saying it, of course, is these that uh, they got a bunch of, uh, of you know, pro-Israel people killing a family or killing a young boy. Nonsense. Uh, that, that's the inference they make. Yes. Rather than a knuckle nut that just went crazy. Right. And did something really bad. Yeah. Yep. And would you be surprised? And who knows? We'll see. I'm guessing we're going to hear all sorts of stories about this guy. I'm sure there's a manifesto yeah. somewhere, some nonsense. You know, the guy was his writings or whatever. Whatever. Yes. Agree. All right. You ready for your big three? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I think he's ready to go. I'm ready. Well, okay. by time. No, again, nothing this weekend. I yes. Waited. I had to keep the light on, everything. Phone was on. I'm ready. Nothing. Gotcha. Okay. Three. Number three, Taylor Swift's movie made some money. How about this, huh? Number one at the box office and a ton of money. 
It was the Eras Tour movie that hit theaters, uh, opening in 3,855 theaters. The film took in an estimated $96 million. More accurate final tally, they said, could be another $32 million on top of that one. Incredible. It's, by the way, the number one grossing concert movie of all time. Besting Michael Jackson's last wow. tour one he had. Isn't that something? It's okay when you want to come out of the closet on this. No, no, I'm just saying it's incredible. She's incredible. A t- $20, $20 adult cost to get in to see the movie. Yeah. 1998 for the kids because that's her birth year. You're a fan. I'm not a fan. I just appreciate it. I can understand. Mm-hmm. Look, look, man, she writes her own songs. She sings her own songs. You and like a lot I of I think them. we are approaching burnout phase with her, though, very soon. You she like needs a to lot go of them. away it's for okay. a while. Just admit what you she like. Well, it's okay. There's, well, there's several decent songs she does yet. Um, are we in the trust tree right now? Yes. Yeah. I saw it. You did? I did. Another one by yourself? Mm-hmm. And? It was a magical evening, sir. <laughs> you didn't go to that by yourself. No, I didn't go to it. I did go to it, but I didn't go to it by myself. Right. Yeah. I had to drag my wife along with me. You were the one that wanted to see it. I am the one. I'm not. Listen, man, I'm not going to man down like Scott. I'll defend it. I, I like Taylor Swift. I really love this moment right now. I do, too. I never, I never knew that about David at all. A snapshot for people to understand what I go through every day. I've been taking a beating on the Taylor Swift thing for a while. Now. I've never. I just said admit it. That's all I've ever said because you listen to the songs and you like it. And you, think, you, know, you know, she's great, whatever. And then all of a sudden we're doing the trifecta. What, number three, this movie. It's incredible. Broke records. Well, I didn't see the love movie, it. but I... I have I have no objection to her being the number one at the uh, box office this weekend. You would go to the movie. I haven't. No, Your lady I don't said, know if "Hey, I'd I go. really well, want to go." If she wanted to go, I might go. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. I ain't gonna stand for it. Well, I, it's, it, I could invite you, but know. you wouldn't go. You never show up. Damn, I want to go see the Taylor Swift movie, Casey. Do you want to? <laughs> Mama take... told me not to come. Well, then, okay. <laughs> Go now, with, on with the countdown. If he were still Bye. alive, you know he'd be pimping that thing out. Oh, huge. Absolute. Yes. I think you would admit to that. Yes. Yes, of mm-hmm. course. All right, Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, number two, you want to talk about it, a teenager in Oklahoma who won a car in a unique way. This is kind of cool. Um, and, and, again, it's strange but cool. Oklahoma teenager uh, went to a funeral about 30 miles away from her home about a year ago. And one of the dreams of the woman's funeral she went to was she wanted to have a raffle to give away her car. So if you went to the funeral, you entered into this raffle. Wow. And after this, after everything was settled in her estate, they drew the winner. And it was this teenage girl who heard about it on TV. She lived 30 miles away, ended up going to the funeral, never would have gone ordinarily, heard about 150, 200 other people were there. And they put their names in the box to draw it. And you watched a video of her life. And she goes, well, then I waited because I knew they were settling the estate. Got the phone call. The VW Beetle is hers. Wow. That's a cool idea. <laughs> so are you thinking about the way you're going to give away your Funko Pops? Something yeah. Like that? Yeah. Maybe I could give away. Yeah. I will have a drawing to give away Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to show up for the funeral. There you go. Yeah. The countdown doesn't stop till well, we reach it, the Well, it's like top. you're selling timeshares. They made her watch a video of her life for like 20 minutes before they actually did the drawing.
Yeah, but still, you must be place. present to win. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three. And finally, yes. one. Uh, Dove Soap has a new ad campaign that you're not Man, a fan of. They haven't figured this out yet. Developed by the ad agencies of David in New York and Ogilvy in the U.K., there's a poster out right now featuring photos of women showing off their underarms with lots of hair underneath the underarms. Mm. One of them, an incredibly obese woman with very hairy armpits. The posters include a factoid claiming six of ten of us admit to judging other women's armpits. When we see hair, we tend to... <clears throat> Last change, uh, let's change that. Free the pits with Dove Soap. That's what the ad is encouraging. Free the pits is the campaign. Okay. You like that one? It, you like the fur under the arm of the woman? Is it like an armpit hair shampoo? That I guess you got to shampoo that hair yeah, yeah. Up under there to keep it nice and clean. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you think about the on the uh, hairy armpits there, Jamie Markley? Well, if you oh, are putting me on the spot, how do you it, feel about that? I would say it's not ever something I've ever dealt with, so it's hard to say. When I've seen pictures of it, it's a little off-putting. I, agree. I would say I'm not a fan. I agree. Unless it's cornrowed nicely. <laughs> I mean, that was like Madonna in the early '80s. Gross. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I I realize. You know, there's there's probably is a some sort of movement out there for that sort of thing, but it doesn't appeal to me in the least bit. But I'm sure there's some guys that would dig it. Well, I mean, I think if you had to choose between uh -huh. either hair under you know the pits, yeah, or on the legs, you'd probably choose the pits. Y yeah, I guess. Yeah, the hairy legs on the ladies, I don't think is appealing to you, Scott. No, it doesn't, because that's one of those weird things that touches you in the middle of the night and. You forget who's sleeping yeah, next to you. Right. Unless it was Taylor Swift, then you'd probably be all right with it. Is this new? Okay, now that he's out of the closet, this means what? I'm telling you right now, there's no Taylor Swift bumpers on the show. I'm telling you that right now. That's I know, because you control all the bumpers. That's right. That's we don't the get only David deal I ever made in this show. It's we, the only deal. We never get a say-so. Yeah. I'll let you suggest, but I have to have the final no. say. Mm -hmm. That's just the deal. David and I would like some Taylor you, Swift bumpers. You can't be trusted. I would. No, you're not getting it. And you can be mad at me, and I'll just say, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. At and tea there time, you have it. everybody agrees. It must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero. <laughs> Dear goodness. Pray for my buddies. That's all I can say right now. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. See yeah. you. It's really been an honor for me. All right. News update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. Goodbye. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. 
It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So Cori Bush and some other far-left Democrats are... Uh, putting out a resolution to demand a ceasefire between Israel and the Palestinians. An interesting thing I did not realize is that uh, you know, Cory Bush, he represents part of St. Louis. Yes. Uh, St. Louis has a fairly tight-knit group of, of Jewish residents. Mm-hmm. She will not speak to uh, local Jewish media. She won't do interviews Why? with them. Why? She hates I mean, them. Cause, well, she hates the Jews, one. Right. But I think at one point there was an editorial that criticized her for her uh, uh, just sort of, um, how should I put this? Um, Lack of intelligence. Well, no, the, the Lack automatic. Lack of the truth. The automatic uh, assumption that everything Israel does is evil and bad. They had called her out for that, and she didn't like that, and she says, to hell with you people. Got it. Okay. So, again, Corey Bush. And who else? Just some of the other squad? Uh, Lee Summers is another one. Who, By the way, another far-left member of Congress, she represents part of Pittsburgh, uh, also has a fairly large Jewish community, won't speak. To Jewish-related news outlets in Pittsburgh. So you have Hamas that wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth and kill all the Jewish people. Okay. And they're saying cease fire. So let that threat continue on, is what she is saying. And try to survive. Uh, Who are you? Who are you? Exactly. Yeah. That's my, to be demanding anything I, right. at any time. You you, you're mistaking a lot of the world for the weak people around you that just kind of kowtow to you. You don't so, get to demand anything. Somebody, no. somebody needs to draft a resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in St. Louis. No doubt. See, yeah. That's Worry it. about that, Corey. Yeah. I don't know which one's more unfeasible. Yeah, the people that you claim to represent are dying. Yeah. You don't seem to care. Yeah, just disgusting. All right, let's get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. 
All right. Nimrod's the news. Well, we start in Nebraska. Some friends are like, hey, you going to do this on Nimrod's? Yeah, it's not Lincoln. It's Omaha. Okay. 41-year-old funeral home worker facing charges. Get this. After trying to steal a sex doll from somebody's home. Oh, no. A used sex doll? Well... Here's how the story goes. Guy's name is Ryan Smith. Cops said he spotted the doll while picking up the remains of someone who passed away in their home earlier this month. Okay. All right. Okay. He called the property manager and claimed the local sheriff asked him to collect the doll as evidence. Of what? Well, they thought, what? Okay. What are you talking about? They thought it seemed suspicious. They said, no, not doing that. So the property manager ended up going to the apartment later heard noises coming from inside, tried the door, but it was locked. They saw this dude leave the apartment shortly after and noticed his clothes were disheveled. Cops arrested him for burglary. They say more charges could be added, added pending a DNA test on the doll. No. Oh. Yes. And that's God damn. Nimrod's in the news.